Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Because someone has to say it. It's time for Inez Says. Hey, hope you're having a great day. We welcome you to another Inez Says podcast here in the WDBO app. I appreciate you being here as usual. If you like it, tell your friends. If you don't have any friends, heck, tell your enemies. The more the merrier. Um, I, I want to begin with this today. I, I read a recent poll that said in large part Americans do not trust the media and that did not surprise me in the least Uh, a Gallup poll conducted about two weeks ago said that six in ten Americans quote don't have very much trust in our media and 33 percent of those folks told Gallup they have no trust at all in the media makes me so proud makes me so proud to be in the media for 30 plus years they're absolutely right because journalism in some parts is dead. It's become activism. And that's sad for a person like me who has been in this game a long, long time. Now, Gallup first asked that question way back in 1972, and they've continued to do so nearly every year since 1997. And it's interesting because you look at back in the 1970s, trust ranged between 68% and 72% back in the 70s. Though it had declined by the late 90s, it remained at the majority level until 2004 when it dipped to 44%. And after hitting 50% in 2005, that number has not risen above 47%. Now, the latest findings from this Gallup poll are consistent with all but one recent trust rating. In 2016, a steep Steep decline in Republicans' trust in the media led to the lowest reading on record. That was 32%. So Republicans' trust has not recovered, while Democrats' trust has actually risen sharply in the media. In fact, Democrats' trust over the past four years has been among the highest in the Gallup poll in two decades. This year, the result is a record 63 percentage point gap in trust between the political party groups. So what what does that tell me today? What, what does that tell me? It's pretty simple. Those on the right don't trust the liberal media. Those on the left do. It's an echo chamber for the left. It's the bane of conservatives' existence. Now, I'll tell you this. If, if I had millions upon billions of dollars hanging around, which I don't because I work in the media, but if I did... I would start my own straight down the middle television and radio news network. That's what I would do because there is a market out there for it right now. I would brand it as a no bias, just the facts network. I think there is a longing for real information out there. And I think all too often on both sides of the political spectrum, we tend to validate or reinforce our opinions with these so-called news outlets that we're following on the internet today instead of getting the real deal from the media. So, look, I'm not blaming Americans for walking away from the media in droves. I'm not blaming conservatives for that. I cast blame upon the media 
And I, you know, I, I kind of grew up in an era in the 70s and the 80s when you believed what you read and you saw. And perhaps the biggest story I can remember when I was very, very young was Watergate. Heck, I didn't know much about it other than some very powerful people did something wrong. And the next thing I knew, President Nixon is waving goodbye to the new president, President Ford, and stepping onto Marine One and leaving the White House for good. But Watergate in many ways changed our country, and it changed the American media forever. And if you're not familiar with Watergate, scandal back in the early 70s, named after the Watergate Hotel, a break-in occurred. It stemmed from the Nixon administration's attempts to cover up its involvement in that 1972 break-in of the Democratic National Committee headquarters. There were five guys who did it. They were all arrested. The press and the U.S. Justice Department connected the cash found on them at the time to the Nixon re-election campaign committee. So in essence, it was a two-bit burglary, but again, it was Nixon's attempted cover-up that led to him resigning before impeachment did him in back in the mid-70s. So the role of the media in the Watergate scandal was very, very significant in the outing of President Nixon. We're talking about the Washington Post, the heavyweights, the Washington Post, the New York Times. They were instrumental in the uncovering of the story. And Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein made names for themselves at the Washington Post. They uncovered all the information suggesting that knowledge of the break-in and attempts to cover it up, which led deeply into the upper reaches of the Justice Department, the CIA, uh, the White House, so forth and so on. Does that ring a bell? Does that sound familiar? And we'll talk about that coming up. But really, Watergate was a watershed moment for America and American journalism, and to this day has had a profound impact upon journalists to where these young kids come out of these journalism schools dreaming of becoming Woodward and Bernstein by uncovering one of these major stories. Well, I've got a major story for any of you aspiring journalists out there. Are you listening? And it's a story that we've heard about now for three plus years, and yet it's a story that has largely been ignored by the mainstream media, and that is Russiagate. Russiagate. It's a story, quite frankly, that would blow the doors off of Watergate, in my opinion. We're not talking about a two-bit burglary here. We're not talking about a president, you know, trying to cover up said two-bit burglary. We are, in effect, talking about a banana republic-like American coup attempt to take down a duly elected American president. That's what we're talking about here. And look, I don't blame people for their eyes glazing over when they hear about this Russiagate story because it gets very convoluted. But in, in essence, in essence, and there have been some stories written about it here in the past few days, but what happened was back in mid-2016, the FBI got word that Russian intelligence believed that Hillary Clinton's campaign was planning to frame Donald Trump as colluding with Russia's Vladimir Putin to hack her computers. And yet, somehow, as this news trickles out now, the FBI agents who were assigned to that story never connected the dots when handled this so-called steel dossier commissioned and paid for by the Clinton campaign that claimed that Donald Trump was colluding with Vladimir Putin. So instead, the Justice Department used that steel dossier as a pretext to spy on Donald Trump aide Carter Page at the time as it investigated the clearly spurious charges 
Department of Justice also distorted the facts about Carter Page's past relations with the CIA to suggest that he had a history of working with Russian agents when he didn't, when his actual record involved turning them in. Meanwhile, it buried the fact that that this guy, Christopher Steele's main source, was himself a suspected Russian agent. And again, it gets very convoluted here, but try to follow this because I'm telling you, this this story would knock the socks off of Watergate if somebody actually reported it and followed up on it. Now, the Justice Department did not connect the dots to another Russia gate lead, the third-hand rumors passed along by a Clinton-allied diplomat that supposedly implicated another Trump aide, George Papadopoulos. You probably know his name. Why weren't those dots connected? Very convenient, wasn't it? This new bit of information from 2016 comes from the Director of National Intelligence, John Radcliffe's gradual release of the Russiagate records, which show that the true scandal was actually the investigation itself. Again, sound familiar here? We're talking about justice. We're talking about the CIA. We're talking about the Obama administration, basically politicizing a number of nonpartisan institutions to try to, at the very least, stain the Trump campaign at the time, and then sabotage President Trump's administration. And with these selective leaks that we saw to major media, they managed to convince much of the country. Folks, President Obama was briefed on it per his CIA director, John Brennan, at the time. Brennan, in notes just released, describes telling Obama about the alleged approval by Hillary Clinton on July 28th of a proposal from one of her foreign policy advisors to vilify Donald Trump by stirring up a scandal claiming interference by Russian security services. And again, convoluted. I get it. It gets gets confusing. But but here's the question about this very convoluted story. How did this so-called crossfire hurricane start, Russiagate start? How did this start? And how to continue for several months after it was obvious that investigators could find no evidence of Russian collusion and realize that the Steele dossier was just red hot garbage. That's what I want to know. The Justice Department is and has been investigating. John Durham, the lead investigator, seems bent on building criminal cases in this case, which is absolutely wonderful. But the problem is this isn't going to be done before Election Day. Now, I get it. That's a prosecutor's job. You want to get it right. But I want answers before Election Day. We should all want answers. I want answers to the questions about President Obama. How much did he know? Vice President Joe Biden, who's now running for president. What did he know and when did he know it? Hillary Clinton, how does she skate all the time? How in the world does she skate? To me, Americans, we deserve more answers before going to the polls. And yet it does not look like it's going to happen. So, Where are our great journalists out there? Where are they? Why hasn't some enterprising journalist, Woodward and Bernstein, somebody like that, why hasn't somebody ferreted out this atrocious mess? Where's the Washington Post? Where's the New York Times? Where are they? ABC, CBS, NBC. Where are they? And I get it. It's a confusing story, but Watergate wasn't cut and dry either. Woodward and Bernstein dug to bring that story to light. And those guys today, like, man, they are revered in liberal circles. Woodward and Bernstein, they are revered. Heck, there was a movie made about them. All the president's men, Robert Redford, the whole thing. This story, this Russiagate story, has all the makings of corruptions at the very highest level. Not only are we talking about 
spying on a private citizen here. We're talking about a deep state coup attempt of a duly elected president of the United States. This is a story that would put Watergate to shame in terms of its depravity. Fact of the matter is the Watergate scandal and the subsequent outing of Nixon. Yeah, it's still revered today in part because let's tell it like it is. You have a liberal media attempting to oust a Republican president. It was a perfect Hollywood script. With this story, okay, with this story, the so-called progressive hand is in the cookie jar here. It's President Obama, right? First black president. You talk about revered to this day in liberal circles. Joe Biden, great progressive hope that's going to oust Donald Trump, hopefully on their side. Hillary Clinton, the woman who should have broken that glass ceiling to become our first female president. Doesn't fit the agenda, does it? That's sad. Where are our great journalists to ferret out this incredible story of corruption at the highest level, a story I never thought I would see in this country. And again, I go back to the media bias that I began with in today's pod. No wonder why a lot of people, a lot of conservatives are being driven away from the mainstream media in droves. It, you know, it's amazing. I, I listen to my liberal brethren all the time in, in media circles and whatnot, and it's astounding to me that a lot of people are looked down upon in this country. No, it's, it's not that, that, that we're all wacko, nut job, MAGA hat wearing pea brains with no teeth and high school educations. And all we do is ride around on our motorcycles all day long. No, but some in the liberal elite class certainly believe that it's the fact that the mainstream media is getting what it deserves right now. Trust in media is at an all-time low. And this Russiagate story not being followed and ferreted out by somebody out there in the mainstream media is one of the many reasons why that is happening. That's going to do it for today's Inez Says Pod here in the WDBO app. As always, I appreciate you being here, and I will see you next time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game-changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.